Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it's week three. The Titans play the Raiders at home, and boy, it feels like a playoff game in September. I'm going to break down everything you need to know heading into this matchup. Number one, my keys to victory on offense and defense. Then we're going to look at my players to watch on both sides of the ball. And finally, I will give you my game and score prediction, breaking down everything you need to know ahead of the Titans' Week 3 matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is time for another game preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast ahead of a week three matchup at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, do got to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen or you just haven't subscribed yet, make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you may listen to the Locked On Titans podcast or watch for that matter. I am going to be putting out daily Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content for free on all platforms, including the Locked on Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe there, smash the notification bell, and throw a thumbs up on the video if you think the Titans are going to beat the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday. You can follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans for all my instant analysis during the game and my film content throughout the week. You can check out the show Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, nearly 25 years as a Tennessee Titans fanatic and a certified film junkie as well. We're going to get into what I have been calling a playoff game in September. The Titans are 0-2. The Raiders are 0-2. And historically speaking, going to 0-3 really decreases your chances of making the playoffs. Now, the reality for the Titans is they're in a weak, maybe historically weak division in the AFC South. So that may allow them to go to 0-3 and still turn it around and make the playoffs. But that is fire that I do not want to play with if I am the Tennessee Titans. How do they win this game on offense? For me, it's simple. Run the damn ball and do it well. Listen, the Titans' offense cannot survive if they run the ball the way they ran the ball against Buffalo. But, I mean, nothing the Titans did against Buffalo uh, was good enough. So, looking at that week one game against the Giants, Derrick Henry goes for about 90 yards. The Titans' run game wasn't totally anemic. There were some signs of life. There were some questionable holding calls and things like that. I think the Titans are much more what we saw in week one than they are what we saw in week two against Buffalo. I think the Titans can get the run game on track. The Titans offensive line, so there's been some conversation here. I want to spend just a little time on it about whether it's Derrick Henry's fault, whether it's the offensive line's fault. Well, I'm here to tell you it's everybody's fault. No one is safe. 
from blame in the run game. Derrick Henry has been hit behind or at the line of scrimmage on 17 of his 34 runs. Now, a lot of people wanted to spin that into, oh, the Titans' offensive line has been bad. Well, if you look at pass uh, pass block or run block win rate and you look at run block grade with ESPN and Pro Football Focus respectively, the Titans are one of the best run blocking offensive lines in the NFL. So I am here to say some of the hits behind or at the line of scrimmage are the offensive line's fault. I think it's mostly coaching's fault for calling terrible run plays like all those toss sweeps. We saw from the Titans on Monday night. But the Titans' offensive line has generally been good. Derrick Henry's 23rd in the NFL in rush yards over expected. So I think that there's equal blame to go around. Derrick Henry has not been his best. Derrick Henry has been at fault on some runs, getting hit at or behind the line of scrimmage. The offensive line has had bad plays, for sure. The coaching staff has called terrible runs that regardless of execution aren't going to work out. So everyone is at fault here. It's not just the offensive line is bad. The offensive line is good in run blocking so far. It's pass blocking where they really, really struggle. And With that in mind, pass blocking being the concern, that's why the Titans have to find a way to run the football with success so they aren't in third and long where those edge rushers can tee off on Ryan Tannehill and a rookie offensive tackle and a backup offensive tackle. What the Titans have to do, run the ball, go back to Titans football. They have to play Titans football. They have to run the ball with success, and then they have to hit play-action strikes over the middle. You got guys like Denzel Perryman, who's banged up. You got a guy like Divine Diablo, who's a linebacker for the Raiders, who's got a 40.5 coverage grade this year. Jayon Brown, who the Titans know well, who... Since, I don't know, his third year with the Titans since then, hasn't really been the guy in pass coverage that you want him to be. You look at Trevon Morig, who's banged up, not playing great when he was out on the field for a couple of snaps. You got Jonathan Abrams, who is your classic head-hunting safety, who can be easily fooled with play-action fakes and things like that. The Titans have to take advantage over these, uh, take advantage of these over-the-middle players for the Raiders on offense. And you can only run those play-action pass strikes over the middle if you're in second and manageable, third and short, third and manageable. You can't do that in third and second and long consistently. It won't be respected. So the Titans have to run the ball and hit play-action strikes over the middle where the Raiders are vulnerable. They have to play Tennessee Titans football, get back to their identity. On defense, it's simple. I'm not going to spend a lot of time. You guys could come on here and and tell me what the Titans need to do on defense. Number one, you got to cover Devontae Adams. You cannot let Devontae Adams wreck this game plan. You simply can't. Whether you have to bracket him, whether you have to triple team him, whatever you have to do, you cannot let Devontae Adams be a game wrecker. You simply can't. Hunter Renfro has a concussion. He may not play. Darren Waller's a little banged up, even though he's, you know, looked all right. But don't let Devontae Adams destroy you the way you let Stephon Diggs destroy you last week. Whatever it takes, throw what you like to do out the window and guard Devontae Adams. And finally, Titans got a blitz. I don't think the Titans can get pressure on Derek Carr consistently with their front four, with what they have on the edge right now. Jeffrey Simmons will do his job, but he can only do so much. 
And Derek Hart last week, I told you guys, must rush, contain the pocket. But this is the opposite of that. I'm not worried about Derek Carr winning with his legs. Pressure him. Blitz him consistently. The Titans are actually seventh in the NFL right now in blitz rate at 35.7. I want to see even more. Put pressure on Derek Carr. Do not put your cornerbacks on an island where they have to guard for four or five seconds. Blitz. Make Derek Carr throw it quick. Wrap up and tackle. Do not let explosive plays happen consistently because you're putting your cornerbacks in a bad spot against Devontae Adams or Hunter Renfro or Darren Waller with the safeties. Blitz. Make them get the ball out quick and then wrap up and tackle. Simple as that. But I'm going to move forward here to the players and the matchups that I'm going to be watching for in this game. Before we get into it, though, do want to tell you guys about our friends over at Brightco Jewelry. So you've heard horror stories, guys. You've heard about the guy proposing on the yacht. He drops his ring over the side of the boat. You heard about the guy proposing at, uh, you know, let's say the Grand Canyon, Niagara Falls, and they drop the ring off the side. You don't want to be that guy. And what you definitely don't want is your mistake plastered all over the internet. The guys at Brightco Jewelry Insurance will make sure that you get a replacement for the full value of that ring no matter if it's lost, stolen, or you just can't figure out what happened to it. Go to bright.co slash locked on. It's the fastest, easiest, and cheapest way to cover your butt with the best jewelry insurance in the business. Once again, go to bright.co slash locked on. Titans fans, we are going to continue our game preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast as we get ready for a week three matchup, a playoff game in September, as I have been calling it, against the Las Vegas Raiders. Just went over my keys to victory on offense and defense. Now I want to get into these players to watch. Before I get into it, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Remember, Daily, Monday through Friday, free Tennessee Titans content all year round. Make sure you stay subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast or get subscribed. I will be going live directly after the Titans game against the Raiders to break down exactly what I saw. I'm going to have my postcast recap, which is about 10 minutes. And then later on in the evening on Sunday, I will post my full-blown 30-minute recap with what I saw. Tighten up, tighten down for the good and bad performances. So a ton of content coming your way here on the Locked on Titans podcast. But diving into these matchups to watch, I am going to start on the defensive side of the ball. And number one, it's Jeffrey Simmons against the interior offensive line of the Las Vegas Raiders. So Simmons had a great game in week one against the Giants. He had two sacks, I believe six pressures. Last week against the Bills, he only had two pressures, zero sacks. A Buffalo really took him out of the game early on by just paying a lot of attention to him, and the wide receiving options were getting open so quickly against the corners, it didn't really give Jeff Simmons time to make an impact. So he's got to get back to a majorly impactful performance like he had in week one against a guy like John Simpson, against a guy like Dylan Parnham, the rookie, against a guy like Cotton. I mean, the Raiders' offensive line has actually been okay in pass protection. 
These guys that I mentioned have been have been solid, but I don't care what they've done. They're not the caliber of player who should be able to handle Jeffrey Simmons. So Simmons has to win that matchup against that interior trio, especially the guards. If he doesn't, well, the Titans are in for a long, long day. So Jeffrey Simmons has to be a superstar in this game if the Titans want to win because Derek Carr cannot have time to get the ball to Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro if he plays, and Devontae Adams. The Titans don't have the guys who can cover those guys. So Jeffrey Simmons has to get to Derek Carr before he can make explosive plays with those options. Also on defense, just the guys going up against those, those matchups that I mentioned. You're going to have Christian Fulton back in this game. I believe he's practicing this week, so Fulton should play. Can he do anything to slow down Devontae Adams? Last time we got a Dory Jackson against Devontae Adams when Adams was in Green Bay. We all know that went horribly. Can Fulton do any better? That's really what, what we're going to have to watch for. Can Fulton at least hold his own against Devontae Adams? Then, with Lonnie Johnson banged up, with Elijah Molden still out, I'm expecting a lot of Amani Hooker on Darren Waller. Who wins that matchup? Can Hooker win that matchup against Waller? Waller's having kind of a down year so far, but I don't know if I'm ready to give up on the talent and say he's just not that guy. I think he is that guy. And, I mean, Hooker's going to have to stop that from happening. So, how the Titans deal with those two matchups in the passing game, how Jeffrey Simmons gets pressure in the pass rush, that's everything to me in this game. you got to watch for those three things. Can Simmons win? Can Fulton handle Adams at all in any way? And what will Hooker do against Darren Waller? That's what I'm looking for player-wise. On the offensive side of the ball for the Titans, the first one to watch is simple. I talked about it with, with Q yesterday on the crossover. Dennis Daly. And can I just say, Todd Downing went out there in his press conference on Thursday and had the nerve, had the gall, had the onions to say that Dennis Daly played well stepping in for Taylor Lewan. Dennis Daly had one of the worst performances of any offensive tackle ever against Buffalo. I mean, it was despicable. I believe he gave up close to double-digit pressures. He had a below 20, a sub-20 pass blocking grade. And NPF in pass protection wasn't much better. Nicholas petit has been one of the best offensive tackles in run blocking in the entire NFL so far this year. The grade matches up. And he's been pretty solid on film, too, in run blocking. But in pass blocking, and granted, he was going up against Von Miller parts of the time, but he was also sub-20 in his pass blocking grade against Buffalo. Now, everybody was bad against Buffalo. I thought MPF did really, really good against the Giants. But the reality is, the edge rushers that NPF and Dennis Daly are going to see on Sunday, they're more like Von Miller and Gregory Russo than they are what the Giants were putting out there with their backup edges. So, I don't know what the Titans plan to do here. Todd Downing talked about it on Thursday. There's only so many guys you can keep in. If you're consistently leaving in seven guys and you're only putting three guys out in the passing routes, you become so much easier to guard. But 
if the Titans try to block with just five or six, they might be in trouble too. I don't know how they parse that. I don't. Well, I do. I told you in the first segment. They better give themselves second and manageable and third and manageable where they can still run some schemed up stuff and hit quick passes. If they get in third and long again, these tackles are not going to be able to hold up against Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. They're simply not. And I wouldn't blame them. You expect NPF or Dennis Daly to hold up against Chandler Jones or Max Crosby? Because I don't. So the Titans better be able to run the ball. Better be able to run the ball. And they hopefully can get Hilliard back, who's been practicing as well, and hit a couple screens to slow down that aggressive pass rush for the Raiders. Outside of that, Austin Hooper has to do something. Austin Hooper has to have a game where he catches four or five passes over the middle. Against this linebacker group that I talked about earlier and the safety group that I talked about earlier, Austin Hooper is going to have to show up. And if Austin Hooper isn't getting it done, then throw Chickaconquo out there and let him be the guy. Somebody's got to create over the middle against the linebackers. It's got to be one of the tight ends. So whether it's Hooper, who I think is the guy who should be counted on to get it done, or they got to throw Chig out there, either way, you got to win over the middle against the Raiders. You absolutely have to. But anyways, we're going to move forward. I'm going to give you my final game and score prediction, talk about a little bit of the betting line in this game, and I'll give you guys, as I've kind of hinted at already, some players who may be relevant fantasy-wise. Before we get into that, though, do want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for football betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchup news, in depth articles and analysis. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sport wagering information. They have live betting, up to the minute scores. They have all the information you need about all your favorite sports leagues the MLB, the NBA, the NFL. They even have MMA, boxing, golf. Heck, they even have esports. As well, so head to betonline.net, use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and all the action. Bet online where the game starts. Titans fans, we are going to cap off my game preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast for week three against the Raiders with my final game and score prediction. Tie up some other odds and ends and loose ends, I should say, that I want to get to. Before we do, want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. I am going to be putting out daily, Monday through Friday, free Tennessee Titans content on all platforms. I will be going live directly after the game on Sunday to break down everything I saw, and then I'll have a follow-up full podcast for you later on Sunday night as well. But diving back in here, we talked about the keys to victory. We talked about my matchups and players to watch. Now my game and score prediction. If you listen to the end of the crossover Thursday, I'm not changing up my prediction from then. I'm going 23-20 Raiders. Here's the reality. I don't think the Titans can score more than 20 points. Um, going back to, I guess, the last game of the year against Houston, what was it, 28-25? But other than that, the San Francisco game, the playoff game, the first two games of the year, I mean, I just haven't seen the Titans' offense score more than 20 points against a good opponent 
in quite some time. So why would I think that they can? I think the Raiders can score more than 20 points because they have Devontae. They have Devontae Adams. They have Darren Waller. They have Hunter Renfro. They have playmakers. They have superstars. They have guys who make plays. The Titans don't. The Titans have Austin Hooper and a rookie in Traylon Burks. So I just think when the game is on the line, the Raiders superstars are going to make plays on defense. Chandler Jones, Max Crosby are going to abuse the offensive tackles, find ways to give their offense easy scoring opportunities. I think the Titans hang in the game. I really think they do. It's going to be a tight one. But I think when the chips are down, the Raiders have the guys who can make plays and the Titans don't. So I'm going with the Raiders 23-20 to in this game, even if it pains me to say it. I will say this. If the Titans are still the team that we remember them as, they'll find a way to win this game one way or another. But right now, I simply can't believe in it. The Titans are home underdogs to the Raiders. It's not good. If you believe in the Titans, you really think they're going to win this game, you got to hammer that line with the extra two and a half points. But for me, thinking the Raiders are going to win by three, I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. Um, again, this is a playoff game in September. The Titans may be able to come back from 0-3. But I just think it's gonna be it's gonna be insanely tough to do that. I, I just do. I just because the problem is while the division isn't very good, if the Titans go to 0-3, maybe the Titans aren't very good. We haven't calculated that in that conversation. So really need to see something from this week. A bit worried that I'm not gonna see it. Let's hope that I'm not right. Right? Let's hope that I'm not right. I would rather not be right on this one, to be honest with you. But Hard to see it otherwise right now with uh, with what the Titans are putting out on the field on the offensive side of the ball um, and some of the injuries on the defensive side. Although, getting Christian Fulton back will be huge. Absolutely huge. I think that Caleb Farley is a good matchup for Mac Hollins. Uh, I think that uh, Roger McCreary, if Hunter Renfro does play, that's a good matchup. And Christian Fulton just has to do his best against Devontae Adams. I think... I think the Titans could win this. Like, I think the Titans could win this game big if they play their best football. But I'm just not certain that they can anymore. So, let's hope that I'm wrong about that. Uh, the last thing that I want to mention is, like I said, Austin Hooper. I think he's a good dart throw in daily fantasy. Um, I think that would be a solid option for you. That's the one guy that I'm kind of looking at. Like, yeah, and if Hilliard plays and you want a, a really low option and flex, I think Hilliard. And then Hooper could be low-end buys in daily fantasy. Other than that, in season long, you got to play Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry has a little bit of a bounce-back game here fantasy-wise. I think he gets a touchdown and gets over 50 yards. So he should put up a double-digit game for you. Uh, maybe that's not great, you know, for what you guys are thinking in your head, but that would be nice to see. Um, I think you're playing Traylon Burks now uh, with, the, with the work that he's getting, but that's it for me. So uh, that's my keys to victory on offense and defense. That's my matchups to watch. That's my game and score prediction. Remember, I am going to be going live after Sunday's game, breaking down everything I saw directly on the Locked on Titans YouTube channel. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.